0: IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We're going to be looking at uh, this meeting between uh, the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin. And can we foresee military cooperation transpiring from this meeting? Joining us now on the line to unpack this a little further, Professor Anna Mart van Vaak, who's a professor in the Department of Politics and International Relations at the University of Johannesburg. Professor, very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us.
1: Good afternoon, Michael, and thanks for having me.
0: Oh, Great to have you on board, Professor, and thanks for making the time to unpack this headline, you could say. It's really on the front pages of practically every news platform on the planet. It's really, As I say, it's really grabbed the headline. So from your perspective, Professor, what do you think is so significant about this meeting?
1: Well, there's a few things for me that stand out. Um, of course, um, we don't know a lot yet about the, what, what was actually said between Putin and Kim. Um, as there has been no communique that was issued, mm. um, no deals have been publicly announced, and there has, n- has not been a press conference, aside from Putin, that did confirm that um, Kim went to Russia to ask for assistance in building satellites. Um, mm. Now, what's also very significant is this is the only time that Kim has actually left North Korea since 2019. Indeed. When he also Russia. And at that point, um, he was asking Putin's help to, to resolve the nuclear stalemate with, um, with the United States. Now, in the meantime, um, Russia has also become a pariah state. So what we are basically seeing is two pariah states at the, at the moment, um, mm. chatting to one another for me under the smoke smokescreen of, of building satellites. But I think there is a deeper significance there.
0: Indeed. Well, could could we perhaps be seeing um, a type of a space race between these two comrades against the West?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's one aspect of it. However, I I, I see a much more, I think, sinister um, mm. type scenario playing out there. Um, there's two things that really stand out for me. Of course, you know, Putin um, is running out of arms right. to wage the war with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely somebody that can, that can replenish his military supplies. Um, so we also saw that, uh, that the Soviet or the Russian, uh, defense minister was in North Korea last month. Um, and so I think the whole meeting is about how they can acquire some of the old Soviet supplied arms, um, to North Korea can be resupplied to Russia in exchange for what North Korea really lo- looking for. And that is yeah. ballistic missile technology. Right. Um, you know, so we've got two sanctioned countries, and of course, ballistic missile technology is not only there for satellites, but it's also, you know, very usable in um, in, in the nuclear program as well. Indeed. The other, the other sinister um, thing that I'm seeing developing here is a trilateral partnership between um, Russia, China, and North Korea. Okay. Um, we've seen, if you if you want me to elaborate on that, I can do that quickly. Um, yes, you
0: can indeed. Go ahead, Professor.
1: Okay, so we've seen in the past few months that senior delegations from both Russia and China have visited North Korea, um, specifically also at the parade to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the 1953 Korean War and the ceasefire. And now we see Kim is visiting Putin. So um, I think all three of them have imperialist goals. Um, mm. To conquer Ukraine and to make it a part of a what we can call a restored Russian Empire. Right. We see China's um, Xi Jinping that is seeking regional, if not global, dominance by twenty forty nine, and then we also see Kim um, seeking unification under uh, North Korean control, mm. you know, unification of the two Koreas. So I think you know that's part of this whole setup. Is also this conversation between these three leaders, but I think what will flow out of the of the summit between Kim and Putin is going to focus on satellite technology now. But I do think it's just a smokescreen. Um, Kim has said that a number of times has stressed the role of military satellites not only as a means of reconnaissance mm-hmm. uh, to protect national safety and territorial stability, but importantly, he has also referred to their strategic value when deploying military force, force preemptively, mm-hmm. which is, of course, very important if he wants to unif- unify the Korean Peninsula we, you know, should listen when he starts talking about anything that can aid him um, when he deploys a military force um, in a preemptive manner.
0: And so Professor... Yeah, that's
1: just my... Sorry. Whole thing.
0: <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to cut you short. <laughs> and as you mentioned earlier on, whilst they endeavor to create this Russian empire, Russia not particularly bothered about its permanent membership seat on the UN Security Council during this course on time.
1: Look, I mean... <laughs> There's no one really that can take Russia on in terms of its permanent seat in the UN Security Council. And that is the big, big mm, problem. Mm. Um, and China um, is also, you know, an ally of Russia. Um, so anybody that wants to take any action against Russia on the UN Security Council is not going to, go to, to get far sure. because of the veto. You know, so um, mm. that's, that, is, that is that is a major aspect of the UN Security Council not having any teeth. You know, in um, right thinking anything about this, this conflict, yes,
0: Professor. Very quickly, I mean, during the COVID lockdown, North Korea did endure some hardships, particularly on the food front. Uh, do you think that perhaps this is being discussed with these uh, uh, with these uh, meetings going on between uh, the North Korean leader and the Russian leader?
1: I would believe so. Yeah. Um, look, it has been in, in several of the of the newspapers that I followed over the past few days. It has been one of the things that have been mentioned is that that Kim really went to to Russia, you know, um, to acquire um, or, or to talk about satellite technology, mm. but also at the same time to acquire some food aid right. um, from Russia. Because North Korea has been very hard hit by COVID. What yes. we know, the little we know about that. Um, but even outside of COVID, it is a country that due to all of the sanctions against it, it's a heavily sanctioned country. So food has always been a problem. Sure. There, and I think that might be part of this. You know, humanitarian side. You can, if you can say, if you can mm. say that really, we right. have to det- Yeah, two dictators meeting if you can talk about the humanitarian
0: side. That's for another discussion, I guess. But anyway, Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this afternoon. Just to give us uh, your feedback and background as to precisely what is transpiring here, perhaps behind the the scenes, considering this meeting between Kim Jong-un of North Korea and Vladimir Putin. It's anybody's guess at this stage, but yes, there are suspicions about satellite technology being spoken and a kind of a space race also taking place in during their discussions. Professor Anamart van Beek, thank you very much for joining us. Professor in the Department of Politics and International Relations at the University of Johannesburg.